So in this podcast, we're going to be talking about the last quarter of the recovery. Uh, this is a small section on our website under Catch Connection videos, and so we thought we'd just run through everything that we know and have videos on uh, with the last quarter of the recovery. If you want to see any of these videos, you can just head to our website, search for Catch Connection videos, and you'll find the last quarter of the recovery about halfway down the page. So let's get into the last quarter of the recovery. So we're basically talking about the point of the rowing stroke uh, before the moment of connection. So before the blade's in the water and you're connected. So basically just when you're coming into the catch, probably the last quarter down the slide, and what you do in those uh, very small amount of time between the that and the point of connection. So uh, what does the last quarter of the recovery mean to you, Ken? Well, the last quarter of the recovery is, I think, very important. It's the area where a lot of beginner crews in particular do the most damage to the boat run. And so they slow the boat down in that point of the stroke, which means that then they've got a lot more effort required in order to get the boat started again. So it's very important to be careful on that last part of the recovery to make sure that you don't upset the boat. And beginners are particularly good at upsetting the boat at that point. So it's really the the last, on the slide, the the last 15, 20 centimetres of travel. And there's a number of things you need to do to get ready for the catch. Bear in mind the catch is over in a very small amount of time, um, typically less than about a quarter of a second. So it's, it's, you've got to be ready for that movement. So the critical step uh, is to be able to come into the catch position, that last quarter of the recovery, last quarter of the slide, and make sure that you're not upsetting the boat and getting ready for the catch. So from a, an athlete perspective, the, the, the first step that's required really as you're coming into the catch is to make sure that you're moving with the speed of the boat. So Lachlan, can you describe how it feels from an athlete moving with the speed of the boat? What does that mean? So it's a it's very uh, ambiguous sort of terminology. It doesn't really mean anything unless you sort of describe what you're talking about. And basically moving with the speed of the boat, it's the idea of having a relationship between how quickly you come down the slide and what you do at the catch with how fast the boat's moving. And typically what we're talking about is the difference between a technique at race pace and a technique at, at rowing, say, you know, rating 20 or 18, something like that. And so... At race pace, you sort of need to be a lot, uh, a lot quicker with what you do. So everything speeds up compared to when you're rowing a bit more slowly. And a useful way to think about moving with the speed of the boat, I think, is uh, feeling the the pressure on your feet. And so start start by feeling there. So when you're coming forward down the slide, you want to make sure that you don't have uh, any pressure on the foot plate whatsoever, because that's just going to be contributing to slowing the boat down. Uh, another useful way to to match the speed of the boat is to have a look at your handles and when they're flowing out. So this is particularly easy when you're rowing a sculling boat, although it can be done with sweep boats. And have a, have a look at the puddle and the relationship between your hand and the puddle. So as your hands flow away, if the boat's moving more quickly, the puddles will disappear relatively out the back of the boat more quickly. So you try and match your hand speed. So look at it. Yeah, the corner of your eye, you can see in your field of vision, your hand moving away at the speed of the puddles. And when you get to the catch, you'll see that the puddles start to, to move a little bit further away because they've got further away from um, your boat. And when they when you really start to see a difference between the hand 
hand speed and the puddle speed, so the puddles are getting further away from your hand more quickly, that's the time where you need to be really thinking about getting a, a clean placement of the blade at the catch. And so, yeah, so when they start to disappear a bit further away uh, than your hand handle speed, place it and get on with the, the point of connection. Yeah, and there's a very significant difference between rowing at a low rate and a high rate, as Lachlan just mentioned. At a high rate, say over 30, uh, if you're rating say 33, then you're going to have to be pulling the boat towards you as you're coming into the, into the catch. And so what happens is that because the boat weighs less than the athletes, then most of the movement, in fact, is for the boat coming towards the athlete. And so you need to, so at a high rate, then you need to make sure that, that when you're coming down the slide, you are pulling the boat towards you. But what that means also is that if you don't get the catch connected very quickly, then the next movement is going to be to slow the boat down by pushing it away from you. So it's very important in that last part of the recovery to make sure that you're ready for the catch. So as Lachlan says, at a low rate in particular, follow the puddle. At a high rate, it's the same. It's just that the mechanism is a little different because you're using, you're actually drawing the boat towards you as you come into the catch. So as you're coming into that catch position, you need to be ready for it. Now, a couple of things are really important to get ready and you get them ready on the recovery, not at the catch. You need to get your core turned on. And by core, we mean your lower core, like uh, right down in, in the lower part of the body, uh, around the pelvis area. I'm not talking about shoulders or upper body, it's about the lower body. You need to get the core turned on before you get to the catch. There's plenty to do at the catch and it's over in a very short period of time, so you want to get ready for it as much as you can. The other thing that's very important too, particularly when you're rowing at a slow rate, is understanding the speed of movement uh, of coming down the slide compared to the speed of movement of the actual catch itself. Often you'll find with athletes, particularly uh, beginner athletes, is that they come to, if they're coming down the slide in a nice steady fashion, uh, following the puddle as it goes away, then that's a relatively slow movement. As soon as they take the catch though, that's a very quick movement and we want it to be a very quick movement. And so as you're coming into the catch, you need to think about the difference between a slow movement and a quick movement. Often you'll find that if people are moving at a slow pace coming into the catch, as most of them are when they're rowing at 18 or 20, then there's a real temptation inbuilt into the body to take the catch slowly. And so we don't want to do that, we want to take the catch quickly even though we've come down the slide slowly. So you need to prepare yourself mentally for the, the what's coming next. Turn the core on and take the catch quickly. And so when you're coming down in that last quarter of the slide, coming into the recovery, there's, there's a lot to do and a lot of it's getting ready for the catch. So in, in the boat, Lachlan, how would you get yourself ready for that quick movement that has to happen of the catch rather than just having it as a slow movement? So the, the preparation really starts around the finish. So you, you tap your blades out, you feather them, and then when you rock over and get your hands away, you need to get yourself into the same position that you're going to be taking the catch during the recovery. Some people uh, get into that position really early and their, their rowing stroke looks kind of segmented. Some people barely get their body over into the catch position right at, when, when they go to take the catch. And so what you really want to do is probably find somewhere in between those two 
two extremes. So, so, so make sure that at least by the last quarter of the slide, your body needs to be over into the strong catch position, ready to take the catch. You don't want to be doing any preparation during that last quarter. And so, yeah, you want to make sure that you get it, get it done nice and early. Uh, a lot of uh, a good technique sometimes is to get the athletes to square up early because a lot of the time uh, they'll be thinking about squaring up during that last quarter and what they really should be thinking about during that final portion of the recovery is actually placing the blade and taking the stroke. So getting mentally ready for that. They don't want to have to worry about squaring up. <clears throat> when, uh, when athletes become a bit more uh, proficient, uh, they can square up later and later uh, without it taxing their, their mental capacity to, to take the catch. So if you're a more novice athlete or a more beginner crew, I'd encourage them to square up a little bit earlier. Uh, if they're a bit more advanced, you can maybe push them to square up a little bit later. But the, the real key is to make sure that there's, there's nothing except for placement of the blade at the catch in their mind during that final quarter of the recovery. Everything should be set up, whether it be the way the boat's balanced, the way the blade's ready to go in the water, um, the body position, uh, you know, what they're thinking about. And, and one, of the, one of the key things to think about when you're coming into the catch is what you're going to do after it. And it's a bit outside the scope of this podcast, but uh, you really want to be thinking about um, getting the blade in the water at the opportune moment, at the right depth, getting on quick with the legs and applying the power. But it all comes, you, you really need to be prepared uh, for the catch before you get there. And so that last quarter is your chance to, to think to yourself, am I prepared enough for this catch? Is my crew prepared enough for the catch? Or do we need to do a little bit more work on the recovery so that they're in a comfortable, strong position ready for it? Another aspect of that, which again is subject of another podcast, is the rigging of the boat. Now, it's important, I mention it here because it's important to get the boat rigged so that you can sit at the catch comfortably. If the athlete has to sit at the catch and have to consciously hold themselves there and pull them, hold them, pull with their legs to hold themselves in that position and it's not comfortable, then you'll find that particularly with beginner crews, it's difficult for them to execute a good catch because part of that recovery is that they're not ready for the catch, they're not comfortable at the catch, and so it's it's difficult for them to uh, hold themselves in that position. So I'd, I'd watch the, the rigging, particularly the height of the foot stretcher, and whether they can have the shins vertical. At the catch, you'd want to make sure that the final part of the recovery, the shins are vertical or a little over vertical, uh, is quite okay as well, because then they're ready to get the maximum leg drive if they execute the catch correctly. One of the things we find with uh, beginner athletes, particularly younger athletes under 13, 14 junior athletes, is that when they're learning to row, they, they tend to come down the slide very quickly and then fall over their feet at the catch and dip their shoulders down, which causes all sorts of issues. The blade goes up into the air, so it's not ready for the catch. They're not ready for the catch. Their back is in a weak position. So it's important to have control coming into the catch. And so... You want to make sure that, as Lachlan said, that you get your body into the right position at the finish. By the time you're halfway down the slide, you should be ready for the catch. And when you come into the catch, make sure that you don't dip your shoulders. You don't reach down into the boat. Often people do that in a, 
misguided view that they're going to get more length. In reality, they get very little extra length and they put their body into a weak position and if they put their hands down at the catch then in the final part of the recovery, then they're likely to actually miss the catch and therefore get a much poorer catch. So control coming into the front is, is very important. I found that with a lot of athletes, when they are coming into the catch in a bit of an uncontrolled fashion, a good way to teach them to control it is to have them push out against the gate, push themselves into the catch by pushing outwards against the gate because the gates are behind them at this point, and then push with their legs to push back up the slide and then push back in by pushing against the gate. What that does for the athlete is it controls their movement into the front. And particularly with beginner athletes, it, it gives them a, an easier way for that last part of the recovery to work because in essence, they're supporting their upper body by pushing out against the gate, which puts them into quite a strong position and a very controlled position. Uh, difficult to do at a high rate, but it's a really useful tool for teaching people to control that last part of the slide. So. You've got to be ready for the catch and and sitting tall in a strong position with your core on. So, Lachlan, at what point would you consciously start to turn your core on? And how do you describe the which part of the core to turn on from an athlete perspective? So I think the easiest way for me to uh, focus on turning the core on, it really happens during the rock over position. So... Well, at the finish too, you want to have a strong core throughout the stroke. So it's not like there's a point during the stroke where your core is relaxed. But if you wanted a point to check it, it would be probably at the finish before you rock over. So you're sitting tall. Uh, I think a good way of explaining it is uh, telling athletes to think like someone's pulling their hair up. So really, you know, they're, they're trying to lengthen their body, if you will, and they, they really engage that core and sit up. You're really sitting up. You're not sort of slouching. And you sort of carry that into the rock over position and all the way into the catch. So when, once you're into your rocked over position, your hands are away, you know, your shoulders are extended, like out in their sockets. They're not, they're not tense or anything like that. And I, I can really feel like when I am in that strong core position at the catch, I actually can uh, sit up and over my feet a bit more and I get a little bit more length. Uh, whereas if I'm a bit more slouched, I sort of get all packed up at the catch. Uh, I have trouble trouble getting out into that catch position. And as Cam was just saying, with uh, pushing out with the the oar handles in a sculling boat, you push pushing out with both hands. It really sort of opens up the catch. And if you're in a strong position, you'll feel like, and you do uh, get a few extra angles of, of of catch if if you do that. So sitting up. Uh, but the key. Uh, to pushing out at the catch for me is making sure that I'm sitting up, I've got my pelvis sort of tilted up, I'm sitting on my sit bones and I'm, I'm rocking over, my body's relatively straight. You know, there's a little bit of a curve in my, in, my upper, in my upper back as I reach out, but my lower back is ideally uh, has quite a straight line to it and so it's a nice strong position to be lifting uh, the weight of the water once I put the put the catch in and uh, and also this this sort of thing carries well into a, a high rate scenario because you have a lot less time to think when you're rating quite highly but you still want it but even more so you want to be in that strong position because you need to maintain a high level uh, during the race so by, by sitting up and and rocking over and making sure you're really reaching out in a strong position not like overreaching not diving into the catch but 
sitting up tall, rocked over, extended out fully uh, on the recovery. By the last quarter, you're just placing the blade and you're away. You have no time to think about uh, anything and that's the way you want it. You want everything to be on autopilot uh, pretty much when you're racing and especially during that you know, half a second that the catch is over. So the last quarter, point of connection, first part of the drive phase, it's, it's half a second really and um, there's no time to be consciously thinking about anything. You have to get the preparation right in the recovery um, to, to nail that catch. And one of the particular parts about that preparation too that Lachlan touched on there is is about having your arms fully extended. Now, often we'll find that uh, athletes will not fully extend their arms uh, some at any point in the stroke, and you want to make sure that when you do take the catch that you're actually hanging off your tendons and your bones with your upper body. You're not actually using the small muscles of the arms to hold the oar and to, to um, keep it, um, to pull on the oar. And so the best point to check that is do it off the finish. But as you're coming down to about half slide, just coming to that last part of the recovery, you want to just mentally check that you are actually fully extended. So you've got your arms as far away from your body as you can, uh, but make sure you're not lifting your shoulders up around your ears. So you want to keep your shoulders flat and your arms fully extended. And you'll probably feel a little stretch across the lower part of your neck when you've got your arms fully extended like that. If you feel that sensation as you're coming to the catch, then you're probably in the right position with your upper body for the catch. Other thing that's very important too is to make sure that you're relaxed. If you've got tense, a tense grip uh, in sweep or sculling, then you're going to have tense shoulders. And if you've got tense shoulders, then you're not applying the power in the way that we want to for optimum boat speed. So you want to make sure that your fingers are relaxed. So coming into the catch, that last part, uh, just consciously just wriggle your fingers a little bit just to make sure that you're nice and relaxed. Uh, because a relaxed grip like that does two things in particular. The first one is that it makes sure that you can't use your shoulders at the catch and therefore you get better power application. And the other thing that having relaxed, having your fingers like that is that it's a lot easier to make fine motor movements. So fine movements of your hand, i.e. placing the blade in a fine controlled way, if you're not tense. If you've got a really tense grip, it's difficult to make small movements smoothly. And so relaxed grip is very important in that last little piece of the recovery. And so I think that it sounds like it's a very short period of time, but there's, there's a lot to understand to get right in that last little bit of the recovery. Are there any particular parts, Lachlan, that you think we, that we haven't covered that we should focus on in that last part of the stroke? So the, on the recovery the last quarter. Last quarter, yeah. Yeah, so uh, one thing that uh, a lot of junior crews and junior coaches uh, I think get, get quite wrong is, is what the speed of the last portion of the recovery is. And so basically they, they'll have a very controlled approach into the, into the catch, and as Ken said earlier, that ends up to a very slow uh, very slow catch and slow application of power and things like that. But also what it means is they're putting a lot of weight through their feet into their foot stretcher and that weight is directly pushing the boat backwards, so essentially slowing the boat down. And the last quarter of the recovery really is the fastest point of the rowing stroke, not necessarily where the boat's moving the fastest, should I say, during the rowing stroke. And that's not 
uh, not usually the case at a, a low rate. So at a low rating, you know, the, the fastest point of the stroke is probably just uh, just towards the, the finish of the drive, um, just before you tap out. But when you're rating at a higher rate, because you're moving your body down the slide, um, so you're moving your body towards the back of the boat, that's a huge mass compared to the weight of the boat. And so the boat will actually accelerate during the, the recovery uh, when you're at race pace. And this, this happens with all crews, whether they be uh, beginner crews that are you know, not rowing so well or advanced like elite crews, there's always a, a fast, the boat moves the fastest during the last quarter. And so the, the way to do it, if you're, a, if you're a high level athlete or a good athlete, you need to really be thinking about not putting any pressure on that foot stretcher at all until you place that blade. So the, the real key to getting a good catch is no weight on the foot stretcher, place the blade quickly at the opportune moment, and then quickly get the legs on. And so um, when you're thinking about that last quarter of the recovery, even when you're rowing at a low rate, you want to be thinking, is there any pressure on my feet? And if so, I need to reduce that. We're not talking about a crazy out of proportion pulling up with the feet, although essentially you're just taking the weight off the feet, the boat will run underneath you, a common common saying uh, here where we coach you let the boat run underneath you but letting the boat do the work not slowing it down with your foot pressure and then placing it the catch so try and think about being really light with your feet on the recovery and think about any foot pressure that you are putting on the foot plate is pre pretty much every bit of pressure is working to slow the boat down um, we're not talking about being rushed we're not talking about being uncontrolled we're just talking about being controlled in a way that isn't slowing the boat, minimal pressure on the foot stretcher, and getting that, that really quick, clean movement into the catch and that last quarter, especially. And, and, and you have to remember, I've said it before, but it's very important, is you, you've got a, a relatively slow movement into the catch, and then it's a really quick movement for the catch, and then it's a relatively, and, and then a quick movement for connection, and then a relatively slow movement to pick up the load. So you've got to prepare yourself for for your whole body having a change in speed at that point. So getting ready for it is correctly in that last quarter is so very important. So as I said at the beginning, I think that the last quarter of the recovery is is potentially where most athletes, if they're going to slow a boat down and cause damage to their speed, that's where they're going to do it. And so the last quarter of the recovery is particularly important. Yeah, and one of the, one of the things with um, a, a large backsplash is a, a very obvious one. If they're placing the blade in, if you or your crew is placing the blade in the water, they're getting a very large backsplash. So like, you know, water's getting flicked on the other crew members uh, or it's going over the bow of the boat. Uh, that's a clear indication that you're transferring you know, the speed of the boat, the momentum of the boat and rower system into water uh, travelling forward. It's um, it's not helping propel the boat through the water. You're propelling water through the water. So that's a very obvious example of, um, you know, a common fault. Um, and they're just not getting the timing right at the, the moment of connection. They're still putting the blade in on the way forward, which is... Um, uh, something that we tell athletes to do as an exercise and it can be a good exercise for athletes who are not getting the blade in so they're getting the blade in too late but if you've got an athlete that's placing the blade relatively well telling them to get the blade in on the way forward 
and causing a huge black backsplash will actually slow the boat down. So when coaches say tell you to get your blade in on the way forward, there's a good chance you're just missing the water and um, taking the catch too late. They don't actually mean place the blade while you're moving down the slide on the recovery because that's not that's just not rowing. And, and indeed, it's interesting with backsplash. Backsplash has to slow the boat down to some extent. Uh, there are many athletes that row quite successfully with backsplash, but backsplash is something that generally should be avoided if you can. The interesting part about it too is that if you have a severe backsplash, then you must be gripping the oar too tight because if you grip the oar very um, gently in your fingers, uh, when you come into the catch, if you've got a lot of backsplash, then the oar will twist in, in your hand. And so if you see an athlete rowing or if you yourself have severe backsplash, then I'd suggest also look at your grip. You'll probably find that your grip is in fact too tight and therefore not relaxed, therefore your shoulders will be tense and those issues we talked about earlier will, will come to the fore. So the, it's a, a complex part of the, re, of the rowing stroke, that last part of the recovery. So this podcast has been just covering one very small part of our website. It's a, it's a category called uh, Last Quarter of the Recovery. It's under the category of Catch Connection Videos. And so if you want to see visual representations and videos of all the things that we've talked about, slow down with slow motion and annotation, things like that, I'll walk you through the concepts that we've talked about. Uh, they're all there. So for our members, you can just uh, search for uh, Catch Connection videos and then look at the last quarter of the recovery. It's in the main menu there. And if you're not a member, I'd encourage you to sign up. You can either sign up for a free membership uh, for a week uh, you can see these things or um, a, a paid membership would always be appreciated as it allows us to do what we do um, with decent rowing. So thank you for listening and see you next time.